Kai, you're again with Volleyball Explained podcast and our edition about the Italian League. Uh, today we are going to comment not only the Italian League, but also the quarterfinals in the Champions League. But as usual, let's start with uh, firstly the Italian Championship and the preliminary playoffs, the uh, so-called preliminary playoffs, which were actually the 1-8 finals in Italy, uh, which finished... Uh, uh, just days ago, on uh, on uh, Saturday, uh, was the last match of the playoffs and the only match that uh, reached a third, uh, a clash uh, between Milano and Verona. Uh, but let's start firstly with uh, the matches uh, which ended in two. Piacenza-Padova, uh, both matches ended 3-1 for Piacenza. And Modena, Ravenna, both matches ended 3-0 to Modena. So Modena will play Lube in the quarterfinals and Piacenza will play Trento. What, uh, Nicola, Ronnie, thank you again for joining. And what do you think about these two matches? No surprises there. I didn't, honestly, I didn't watch any of these. Maybe just a little slight uh, uh, part of uh, of the second match between Ravenna and Modena, but uh, nothing special, nothing usual here. Well, well as we said it uh, at the beginning, the the game between uh, Piacenza and Padova was probably the most uh, unfair one. Let's talk like that uh, because of uh, uh, Soji absence for uh, for Padova, uh, which also uh, lost Stern after just three points or six points, I don't remember, in, in game one. So basically, Padova had to face uh, Piacenza without the starting uh, starting duo, uh, Soji, Soji Stern. And they fought, they fought, but they were pretty inferior to to, to Piacenza. Uh, the, the setter was the one they acquired just before the preliminary round uh, for the last two games of the regular season, uh, Tusk, the Austrian uh, setter. And uh, they use uh, uh, Nicolo Casaro as a backup uh, for, uh, for Stern, who actually didn't play that bad, but it's a different thing if you can line up your starting uh, weapon and, uh, and if you, when you line up a, a backup. Once again, I want to give a kudos to, to Bottolo, which was his debut in the, in the playoff. And uh, he lived up to expectation to the things he's shown in the, in the regular season. Piacenza, Piacenza didn't do anything extraordinary to, to go through the next round. Actually, after the first game, uh, the one they won 3-1 three, three uh, after losing the, the, the first set, uh, Bernardi was very upset about... Uh, his team uh, performance. Then uh, he praised uh, his uh, his player after the second uh, the second game. Um, I said nothing special, but um, I mentioned to uh, to Cleveno, who had two great games. He finished both uh, over sixty percent in game one and in game two, and was basically the most reliable uh, weapon for uh, for Baranovic. Do you think? Uh, do you think? Sorry. Uh, do you think that Piacenza is more consistent now than in the beginning and in the middle of the season, and uh, they have a, a chance against Trento in the quarterfinal? 
It is the same team, but just uh, in the playoffs. That's all. Look, look at the shape of uh, Grocer. He has been playing bad since the, the the first round of the of the Super League, and this uh, this uh, this maybe don't change till he end his uh, his uh, job in at, at this club that. Uh, because, uh, as we all know, uh, next season Piacenza is planning to to cover that position with uh, Lagun Zija. But uh, yeah, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's it's the same thing. Uh, I don't think that Trentino will give them will give them the chance of win even uh, a match. So yeah, it can be three zero, three one. Uh, I don't think three two. So. I don't know what Nicola say uh, thinks. Sorry. Actually, I don't trust Piacenza too much because throughout the entire season, uh, they always look like uh, they're on the verge to rise their game and close the gap with a group of contenders. It has not happened yet. As you said, Grozer probably didn't play his best season so far. It could happen in the playoff. The playoff, we all know that's another, another season, let's call it a shorter season. And Bernard is a coach that knows how to set a team to, to win this series. I also think that Trento is the favorite, but we'll see. Piacenza is a team uh, full of veterans, full of players that, that has been there before. It's difficult to, to see them beating Trento twice, uh, once away, because uh, in a away game, because if they go to, to game... To game three, they had to play Trento twice in Palatrento. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, I don't feel so comfortable uh, facing Piacenza right now, but it will be a surprise at the end if Trento will not qualify for the semifinal. If you like, we can uh, talk about Modena more in the Champions League part, uh, because I don't think we have to say a lot about uh, modern Ravenna with uh, with three uh, uh, three to zero both matches. So it's uh, a one way uh, uh, one way clash between the, these two teams. And the third uh, of those preliminary playoffs in the Italian Superlega was the most interesting match uh, of them all: Milano Verona. Uh, the only match that ended in three matches, uh, 3-1 in the first match for Milano, 3-1 for the, in the second match for Verona, and 3-0, but in a very um, curious, let's say in this way, match uh, uh, for Milano in the last. So Milano will play Perugia, uh, but uh, what happened there? I mean, I mean uh, for me, it's very strange, was very strange, this uh, battle between Milano and Verona because Verona is struggling. It is clear in Bulgaria, we have a say that one bird doesn't make a spring. So uh, Matej Kaziski can make a spring or summer for Verona, but Milano was also not showing enough quality for the people they have like... Uh, uh, Urnau, Teshikawa, uh, Jean Patry, uh, Piano, Kozamernik. 
uh, and Pesarezi. So I believe that Milano, even even though we uh, they they got to the next phase, uh, they are playing uh, in the in the way they should be playing with all those players. Uh, and uh, Verona, uh, again, they are struggling uh, with uh, only Matei on on uh, top level. Uh, but uh, I believe in, in the beginning of the season, I was thinking that the biggest problem of Verona, of the mall, is the Libero uh, Bonami. Uh, I believe that he improved his game. And now the biggest problem uh, in the last uh, several games is uh, Spirito. Of course, let's mention also that he was injured. But uh, I don't think this is the only this is the only problem. He's uh, setting the ball extremely bad, I would say, especially in position four. Uh, of course, this is not the only problem of Verona. Uh, they they lack uh, in quality in the opposite position. Matiensen is not showing this this level he was showing in the in the. When, when he started playing for the team and uh, uh, Stoichev tried with Aydan Zingel, who is principally a, a middle blocker as an opposite and this this worked out, uh, this didn't work out also. So, and this is not a surprise to you. Uh, what do you think about this? And uh, do you think that, especially for Milano, do you think that they can play better with all those players? Well, Milano came from... Uh... Two games versus Halbank uh, in the middle of the week. So in between, in between that, they have to face uh, Verona three times. Uh, but uh, I think Verona had uh, the chance uh, to force a tie break in the first game, even when Jensen played for eight uh, percent in attack. So yeah, yeah, uh, uh, they they reacted. Too late, too late in that in that game, and then you have the third one. The third one was uh, was a cold cold match, cold defeat because they had the chance to win second and third easily. Easily, we are not talking about 25, 23. They 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 are winning the, the sets by seven points or something. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, man. It is a uh, it's a bad look. We we we, we could see it uh, in the to, today's game between uh, um, Monza and, and, and Valencia, where the the players can can close the the sets, especially in the like Gianluca Passini says, down 15 to 25. So yeah, it it, it is uh, it is what it is. Matei did his best for his age and. Uh, he was uh, he he attacked for a, at least uh, forty something percent in the three game series, uh, as you say, Jensen. Uh, I saw your podcast with him uh, uh, in the in the last weeks, and uh, he the guy he he's not a pure opposite. I I believe he he has been changed between his young career in the NCCA and uh, and other things, but um, yeah. Uh, he started as a setter. Look at this. Uh, look, so let's say that Verona did what he he could he could or they they can with that roster. My disappointment for the season was uh, this JHK uh, American player 
uh, he he didn't uh, show to be a, a good partner in crime to Matei. So uh, you can say, okay, Bonami is this, Bonami is that, but Bonami is not an spiker. So he doesn't contribute to, to win the game. And when you have only uh, one guy, which is Matei, of course, and with 36 years making all the shots, uh, it's, it's hard to win. So yeah, uh, and back into your original question, Milano can do better than this. I believe they will they will win the Challenge Cup uh, because I don't think Sirat, even with the Termat, uh, Van Garderen, and your boy uh, Martino Atanasov, Atanasov could, could match this entire squad. Uh, you can see uh, variations in, in, in the game of Milano, especially the factor, uh, the Ishikawa factor, you know, because you don't know how he's gonna play uh, when he he the, when the game starts. You know, uh, this is a Japanese uh, player that easily can make you suffer or or uh, give you the game. So one one day he can he can play for thirty something percent, another day sixty maybe fifty, and and yeah. Uh, shout outs to Jan Patrin. Uh, a, a great player for the future of France, and I don't know, man, Nicola, if you want to uh, add something more. Well, I basically agree with everything you said. Uh, I just want to underline Urnaut's performance in Game Three, which is was the, the best attacker for for Milano throughout the the entire game. And yeah, Jeski probably underperformed, but as usual in his career. He hasn't had a, a healthy season from start to, to, to the end. So oh, for, for Verona, it's hard to swallow the loss uh, after the two sets they throw away. Mm. But I, I would love to, to watch Stoichev in the, in the ensuing uh, the training session the day after or two day after to, to listen to what he has to say. But... Now they probably could go to the end of the uh, playoff for the fifth place uh, uh, bracket, and they could still save the save the season because uh, I have this feeling that uh, in this playoff the teams that were will be eliminated in the quarterfinal will not play that playoff uh, for the for the challenge cup with the same spirit that the team that were eliminated before. I don't know if you guys get what I try to say. Mm. And and Verona, to me, I won't say is the favorite, but it could still turn the, the season around, uh, winning this playoff, and I have huge chances to do that, in my opinion. And yeah, but I think, do, uh, sorry, do you think that Jeske could have been another kind of player if he wouldn't injure that first season in Italy when he tore up the, his knee? Uh, I mean, this is a guy who was calling to be the next uh, Anderson alongside with TJ DeFalco, Sanders, and and another great, well, let's say, rising American star. So do you think it could, it could have been different if he doesn't get injured in the, in their season, in the first season, I think, I believe, in Italy? Yeah, uh, definitely, because uh, he could have developed a lot in Italy. 
and uh, he could have proved himself uh, game after game. But when you start a growth, and after two months you had to stop because of an injury, then you have to restart again, and then half half season uh, you have another injury uh, is difficult. I mean, this guy has been picking himself up for the past uh, three seasons, and still is playing in the, in the Super Lega. So uh, uh, it's it's a pity that he hasn't shown his whole uh, uh, is his best yet uh, because of the injuries. But I but I think that if it would have been healthy, healthier, uh, he could have been one of the top top outside hitters for for the US team and one of the top 15 in, in the Superliga, definitely. Let's explain also that any team outside the teams uh, which are going to qualify for the top four, for the final four, for the semifinals, will be able to reach the fifth place uh, in the end, including Cisterna. Which is a very strange uh, format again. Which is the, I, I don't know I, why why they why they played even a, the, the whole the whole regular season uh, after they yeah it's let's, it's it's, it's, it's an absurd. Let's reward you uh, for the losses you you had so in, in the in the entire season. That's that's the premise of this uh, playoff format. I know that it's because the sponsor that uh, spent too much money on volleyball and they, in some way, one helped them to recover some of those uh, revenue back uh, in, in, in the way of uh, advertising and, and, and those kind of things. But man, come on, Cisterna uh, is, uh, is in a long-term long vacation since they want uh, they got COVID. They they lose some 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 shape, and then the coach was fired. Then Kova came. Then uh, they couldn't win even a, a set or a game. It cost them at least at, at least 15 rounds to win a, a game. So so yeah. Let's rewind. They they won two matches out of 22, I believe. Two, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah. Uh, as as long as I remember, there were two matches: one against Monza and one in tiebreak. But I didn't. I don't remember. Maybe they Vibo. Uh, Vibo, 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 yes, Vibo, Vibo. Maybe Vibo. the Vibo. So the... so this is the best transition to the to the to the next uh, the first uh, playoff match uh, between the two victims of uh, of Cisterna in the regular season were uh, was played. <laughs> Uh, Monza against Vibo 3-1. Uh, the, the match ended uh, uh, minutes uh, minutes ago, uh, just uh, before the start of our podcast uh, today and the recording. Uh, uh, you watched more or less the match. What do you think? And my my perspective is that we should mention in the beginning that Monza and Vibo are. Uh, haven't played for almost a month, uh, but uh, I believe that Vibo is not playing anything close to what they uh, what they sh- uh, what they have shown in the in the regular season, especially in those matches against Trento and Lube. And Simonza is playing on a very high level, I believe, and uh, Lagunja is uh, yeah uh, showing world class, I believe. 
especially your boy Lanza making those pipes, you know, to say, look at me, I'm here, I'm still here, you know. <laughs> and uh, I believe he will go to Poland, if I'm not mistaken, next season. So, uh, yeah, this... Uh, this is a team that could have been something, something more, you know, but I, I believe that because of the historical uh, uh, background that Trentino have, and they also had some struggles uh, with, with other teams uh, besides the top three, and they couldn't, you know, keep the, keep the level the, of the, for the entire season, you know. But Lagoncija is growing, and I believe he will be one of the one of the top five uh, opposites in the future if he's gonna if he if he goes and got injury, sorry, and uh, yeah, the guy is is, is a beast uh, because with that size and and that jump, you know, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Sokolov in his uh, physical shape, you know. Uh, he, he is not so slim like Jensen, for example, or Nimir. And he, the guy like like to eat, you know, and, and do muscles. So, yeah. Uh, well, especially the, the setter was great today, uh, Orduna, yeah. And uh, ah, for me, the MVP of this game was uh, Donovan Sabunok with uh, from the service line, you know. Uh, and this is a player that it's interesting because he's been around in Italy for, I believe, four years now. And uh, he, he keeps playing in the middle level team. You know, he doesn't want to go other way besides that, that level. I don't know if because he doesn't have the talent to be in one of the top four or he wants to play. I believe if he chose to go to one of the top four, he was he wasn't gonna play too much as he do he does in, in Monza, you know. But it's it's interesting. It's interesting because now we have the Leal situation uh, going going out from Lube, and the people who he's asking who is gonna be the next uh, oxide hitter that will uh, follow Osmani Torena in his, I believe, final career year. He, he doesn't retire next year, he will do it in the next one because I don't think that his body can, can take too much at this point. And yeah, great game for them. A little bit shaky in the ends, but uh, it, it doesn't bother to lose a set 26-24. Uh, Valencia do it what they could, but the lack of uh, power in the position two uh, dragged this team, and they have to make some adjustments. Uh, some sometimes it work out, sometimes not, and it is where it is three one to two months in home. By the way, uh, also to me. Lagumja is very much reminding of Sokolov, not, not, not only the way he looks, but also the way he walks, the way he even, he when he's huging his, uh, 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 he his, his, his team, his... He's uh, not Turkish, man. He's from the Balkans. He's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a neighbor of yours, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So it's uh, yeah, very similar in the in the way he's spiking almost in everything. So so I believe that this is uh, this is a very very fair point. Um, maybe let's go to the Champions League. Uh, the next uh, the next uh, playoffs, uh, Perugia Milano Lube Lube Modena was postponed. Uh, the first match will be played on uh, on Sunday, on uh, Saturday because of. Uh, a COVID in uh, in Lube, okay, but uh, okay, but uh, mm-hmm. so I I know that is not Simon or or Jan. I don't know. I believe it's someone uh, important because when they postpone for one case of COVID, the the, the situation, of course, they po- they postpone also because there is the chance of maybe tomorrow or the day after they will come with more cases. You know, we you never know. The first, the first case that Lube had was Beppe Cormillo, the the general manager. The general manager, of course, uh, this is this was something minor because he doesn't spend too much time with the with the team. If could have been the Georgie, then we we, we will have been screwed up in the Champions League. We will uh, we screw up anyway, so it, it doesn't matter now. But but yeah, I believe it's someone important. Maybe the Checo. Uh, I don't know, man. So, like like you say, Nicola, if uh, if Modena can beat uh, Chivitanova, the COVID will. So let's hope uh, for the sake of the sports, they 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 can win at least. Uh, they can play at least. You know, I don't care if they win or not. But let 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 the guys play and and do their job. That's it. Okay, let's go to the quarterfinals in the Champions League, starting with the two, let's say, less interesting matches because they didn't end up in a golden set. Skrabel Hato from Poland against Zenit, two wins for the Russian team, so they are true. And uh, uh, two wins for Trento uh, even more easily against the team of Berlin Recycling Volleys, so... Zenit and Trento are true in the semifinals, and uh, I watched partly the the, the games between Scra and Zenit. But uh, uh, here, my opinion is that Zenit is playing much better than the than the last season when they started this experiment with Mikhailov as a outside hitter receiver and Sokolov uh, and, and in the opposite position. And now with Bartosz Bednarz, they are looking much, much better. And Skra isn't showing what they should show with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of potential. They maybe their their uh, the biggest weakness of them is uh, is the setter position with Jego Lomac, who is aging and also is a little bit too short. And we know that short the only short setter that could do great is the one and only Tonyuti. So. And we're going to talk about Tunuti a little bit later. Like I could comment on, on Trento's games briefly, uh, if you want. And we said in the last podcast that it was the most unbalanced of the four quarterfinals, and we'd be proven right. Uh, the, first, the first leg in Germany ended 3-1 to Trento, and it could have been 3-0 if Trento didn't blow a four-points lead in the third set and eventually lost it 26-28. Actually, Berlin didn't play a bad game, if you look at the stats. They ended up with 51% in attack and nine aces. They were simply no match for Trento, especially if you consider that Trento basically played without the outside hitters. 
Kois was subbed off after one and a half set where he scored zero points out of eight attacks, missed all the three serves he tried and gave up an ace. He basically played for Berlin uh, as long <laughs> as he was on, on, the, on, on the field. Uh, Lucarelli had a, a bad night as well. So basically, it took just Abdelaziz and the middle blockers to, to win the game. And the difference between the, the two teams uh, uh, was evident. In the second leg, the game lasted the, the two sets Trento needed to, to qualify for the, for the semifinal. In both sets, the two teams went neck to neck until the 20s. Then Trento opened the gas and, and took them. And the third set, well, <laughs> both teams rested their starting player and it was totally irrelevant. It lasted 20 minutes, it ended 24, 25 to 14. And it was even a, a, a pain to watch. I mean, only the substitutes for, for Trento wanted to play that set. Berlino's team wanted to go home uh, as, as soon as possible. That's what it looks to me. But yeah, it, it wasn't a, a probant, uh, uh, I can say, matchup for, for Trento. It, it was the easy path to the semifinal, probably, of all the four teams that, that qualify. Okay, let's go to, to Modena Perugia then. Uh, the first of two matches, uh, two quarterfinals with a golden uh, set ending. Uh, both matches one way. The first one 3-0 for Modena. The second one 3-0 for Perugia and a golden set win uh, for, for Perugia with, a, uh, uh, as long as I remember, 15-5. Uh, or, or, uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, continue. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go on because it's it's very strange with our usual victim uh, Vettori playing a very good match in the first match. And what happened in Perugia? Because Perugia winning against Modena 3-0 is something usual, normal. But but Modena winning against Perugia 3-0 with with that squad is not that normal. I will give you first first of all. I will give you a reference. Uh, do you remember in the Troy in the in the Troy movie when uh, Hector kills apparently Achilles and he, uh, the, he didn't kill it was his uh, his cousin Patroclo? Well, this is exactly <laughs> what happened with this series, man. Uh, Modena was uh, was uh, uh, jumping of joy, you know. They beat uh, the the team with the best player in the world right now, Ricardo Leon was uh, was uh, hopeless because this for me was the worst match of his entire season for for him he didn't show up and you know when he didn't show up you know what happened with this team of perugia they they fell apart also uh, let's say that the the perugia team uh, was coming from a, a long period of uh, resting because they ended the super league uh, the, the super league regular season and they didn't, the starters didn't play the last uh, match. So, yeah, uh, after a break or of almost two weeks, you know, two weeks something, they faced this inspired team of, uh, of Modena. We, uh, they played in the Champions League. Uh, well, they, they played the, the, the second they, round of the group in the Champions League after the regular season. Yes, so the, this this uh, this happened very very often when a team uh, is called out of freedom, and the other one uh, comes with at least one game. The the Modena came with that uh, victory over Ravenna in the in the preliminary tournament, you know, and yeah, three zero. Okay, so 
there were some people that is uh, they were saying, okay, man, we just have to win two sets in Palo Alto. We got this. Uh, yeah, and that was uh, the entire uh, history of, of Hector when Achilles showed up in the next game uh, with Fred Leon take all the uh, time to enjoy this uh, victory. 3-0 easily. Uh, it wasn't even a, a golden set. It was a massacre. 15-7 uh, or something like that. 15-5, I, I believe. Uh, it wasn't a great game for Leon uh, from the perspective of uh, attack percentage, you know. But uh, he delivers uh, the points in the most needed uh, moments. I, I thought that at least Molina will fight to win a set, maybe, to say, come on, we, we lose, but at least we got one. Did, this didn't happen in the, in the, in the three first set. And yes, uh, if you wait to get killed, uh, you will get what's coming to you. So uh, three, four, zero to two mother to sorry to Perugia, and they are in the next round. They will face, of course, uh, Trentino, and I hope that this time we could see a better uh, series than than happened in the Coppa Italia. You know, uh, come on, Trent, you have to show up, man. You you have three Champions League. <laughs> And Perugia has none, so yeah, uh, this can be some 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 uh, some interesting series because I I think strongly think that from this semifinal, the they will come the champion of the this edition of Champion League, and now we have the last uh, series I believe, and I don't want to talk about this because uh, it made me sad, you know. Uh, so I will let Nicola talk or... Yeah, I just want to add a couple of things about Modena and, and Perugia. As you said, well, Leon sent Patroclo to play for him in, uh, in the first leg. Uh, he made five mistakes in attacks in three sets. I think that since he's been playing in Italy, uh, since he came there three seasons ago, I never see something, something like that. I've seen more like that by Plotniski, who made also uh, five mistakes uh, as well. And by the end of the game, Perugia made it 26. So I want to, uh, to give uh, credit to Plotniski, the way he could pick himself up in the second leg. Because we all know that Leon um, couldn't play that bad for two games. But um, Plotniski was, has been criticized m many times in... Uh, uh, during this season, uh, it basically won the the golden set. Uh, golden set alone, it it looked like Abdelaziz against Novosibirsk. He go to 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 the service line when the the score was um, five to four, I think, and he left when it was uh, fourteen to to five. Uh, the last thing is pretty, I wouldn't say ironical, but curious that Modena go through went through the the. The group stage, thanks to a 15-5 tie-break, and then has been uh, eliminated from the quarterfinal with a 15-5 uh, uh, golden set. 
Yeah, there is a there is a total balance in the nature. So it's you you, you <laughs> once once you lose, once you win. So it's uh, at the end you are always on the on the uh, on the Verse. zero. Yeah, status quo. Status let's go to those. Right. Yeah, let's go to the to the fourth uh, quarterfinal. Uh, and for me, maybe for everyone, the most interesting one between Lube and Zaxa. First match. Zaxa winning as a guest 3-1. Second match, Lube winning 3-0, but Golden Set and Zaxa won 16-14. So Lube is out, Zaxa is in. And the, let's say that Golden Curse for Lube is going on. Let's start with Ronnie. <laughs> my face says it all, you know. Uh, it is. Uh, I never saw the the players of uh, Lube since I followed this team back in two, 2018, 2019. Uh, faceless and speechless uh, after the game ended, you know, because they had the chance to win it and close it, but two. Mistake of uh, Joan Di Leal, especially in the transitions, making those uh, in my country in Cuba, we say K2, the counter attack, you know, when you defend the ball and set the counters. Uh, man, come on. You are considered the number two player in the world, or at least maybe sometimes he thinks he's the best in his mind, you know, but the best don't miss these opportunities that the other team uh, give you. I mean, if we look at the golden set, the ref make some bad calls in favor of Lube, and they didn't take advantage of, of, of that. I will say that I was a leader. Uh, uh, I, I, I feel sorry uh, about uh, Sliwa, I think it was, because he called that it didn't uh, touch the ball with the with the block and in the replay, we saw uh, something different. And even with that, uh, this humble team of uh, Saxa beat uh, the the king, the last king of of, of Europe. You know, and it, it is some kind of uh, David versus Goliath. Uh, the thing that pisses me off is uh, when the game is over, some uh, fan boys of uh, Scra went to the with the page of uh, Lube Civitanova and start to mocking and do talking writing in Polish and something that Italians couldn't understand and this is very uh, usual when the underdog team wins and uh, man I mean uh, for me Saxa play more uh, more uh, half more the uh, the the uh, anger for the victory than more than I had they almost win a set or maybe two if it wasn't for the spectacular performance of the Rolando Simon uh, from the nine meters uh, line. And, uh, but it wasn't enough for, uh, for, for Lube, especially with the two uh, offside hitters uh, playing uh, overall to, uh, from 45% to 50-something. In the last game, Juan Torreno was... Uh, a little more uh, better than Leal. Uh, and once again, it has been proven that 
Camille is not made for this team, uh, or at least he, he doesn't show the performance that uh, he should he should be doing uh, for this kind of uh, of team. So yeah, uh, we don't have to forget that after the first uh, game, Ferdinando Giorgi was sacked uh, in front of, uh, well, in front not, um, they, they uh, made an agreement and he decided for the best of the team, for the best that the Giorgi and his uh, second in command, I don't know which, which is name, maybe Nicola remember, <laughs> Nicola doesn't remember either. Well, <laughs> uh, they were both uh, sacked, so yeah. And now we have this situation with COVID and the fans are not happy with this decision of uh, taking out the Giorgi, the man who give Lube all the titles uh, after Medei uh, uh, exit uh, in the in the half of the season after the um, disappointing loss at the World Club Championship, as we all remember. And yeah, uh, it is what it is. Uh, congrats to the Saxa team, especially Pete, uh, Lucas Kaczmarek, that is a guy who has been playing very well in the Polish uh, Championship. And I believe Heinen can give him uh, a chance to fight for uh, at least uh, test him in the BNL matches. Uh, we all know that we can do many changes uh, in these last uh, months prior to Tokyo. But uh, if if the guy delivers, he 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 might be uh, a good option instead of. Uh, what is this? Mati Musai, uh, of course, because we all know that Curet will be the starting opposite from Poland national team this uh, summer. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Nicola, if you want to add something, please be, be nice. You know, don't, don't take too much on this uh, team that they already taken too much in the past uh, week. Well, the last five points of the, of the golden set were something... I, I don't know. I think what the hell is going on? Because Lube with the the score, uh, they were up 12 to 11. They got the counter attack to go 13 to 11, and the Checo decided to set to Leal, which was in four, and uh, he hadn't jumped uh, basically. But it was not Leal's fault, in my opinion. It was more the Checo bad choice. And so Leal hit the, the ball very poorly, and then uh, uh, Zaxka get the point. The next point, as you said, it was a clearly blocked touch. I saw it live from the couch. I don't know how the player that that hit the ball didn't realize that the block has touched uh, his uh, his spike. So Lube were gifted with uh, with that point. And the ensuing point, Lube had another counterattack to get... Uh, 14-12 uh, and get to the match point with uh, uh, Anzani setting in bagger for uh, for Osmani uh, again in uh, in four, uh, but it was probably one of the worst bagger ever in one of the worst moment ever in uh, in the in, in Anzani in Anzani's history of playing volleyball. The ball was so high and uh, so out of. Uh, of, of path that uh, Osmani tried to to spike it and it touched the top of the uh, how do we call it in English 
the the antenna, antenna. The the same. Ah, like in Italian actually the same <laughs> the, the Italian words the top of the antenna and and the points go to to Zaska then the two aces decided the the game and I didn't see uh, Riklitschki playing that bad um, considering both uh, both leg the the first leg and the second leg uh, but you say the you say the right running if not for Simon probably the second leg wouldn't have gone to the to the golden set in my opinion it single-handedly uh, turned the end of the of the second and the third set we were that were fought point to point and they and he gave them uh, to live with uh, changing the George in the middle of uh, of a two leg uh, a two leg series it's not the smartest option in in my opinion for us bad as the the chemistry was between the players and the and the guys and and the Georgie and his second that we find out it was uh, Nicola Giolito just for the records and uh, for for us but the chemistry was it's pretty unlikely that Blingini would have turned things around i mean he had just a couple of training session to try to to do something more. On the other side, Zaska, I, I think they deserved the to go through the to the quarterfinals and, and reach the semifinal. I, I don't know, Bogdan, what you think, but they were pretty consistent, especially in the first the first leg, and then in the second one, they never uh, completely broke down. Uh, As more than did. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, they, they were uh, at the point that they could have taken a set or two, and and then the end, uh, even when they were trailing in the golden set, they managed somehow to to win the set. So Lube had its options to win the games. They, in an unusual way, wasted them, and at the end, I think that Zaksa deservedly uh, won this. Uh, this this quarterfinal. Um, I'm not going to talk about Lube. I'm going to talk about Zaxa. Firstly, I believe that we are underestimating a little bit Zaxa. I mean, it was for sure that Lube was the favorite in this in this game. Uh, but firstly, Zaxa is a total dominant in Poland. They have only two losses, two losses, I believe, in the in the whole regular season. And these losses were just after they were or two or three. Uh, I know it, it doesn't matter uh, uh, if uh, they they were all in matches uh, without any meaning because they were uh, uh, ensuring their first place maybe after sixteen or seventeen matches, all of them wins. Uh, this is uh, first the second year team, which is very uh, well uh, sticked. They play for two, three years together with only one uh, big change in the from the last season, one of the middle blockers would change and Kochanowski uh, went in. Uh, they have uh, one of the best setters in the world, um, uh, ben, uh, Benjamin Tenuti. Uh, they have, for me, the second best libero in the world, Paolo Zatowski. I believe that only Zhenia uh, Grbenikov is, is better uh, than him. Uh, from the rest of the uh, of the regular squad, they have uh, Alexander Slivka, 
international Polish player, Kamil Semenyuk, who is not an international Polish player only because Poland has uh, plenty, has so many uh, outside hitters like Leon, uh, Kubiak, uh, Bednorz, uh, Slivka, Szapuk, Kvolek, uh, in, in almost in, in any other national team, maybe out, out of the top three, five, three, four, five national teams, he will be a legger, uh, a player in the starting squad. Uh, uh, Kochanowski, also an international player. Kaczmarek, an international player, maybe even not that uh, regular in the in the squad, but uh, but uh, but also sometimes a regular player. And uh, uh, David Smith, who is an international player of the US. So all of them are uh, more or less uh, uh, playing for the for uh, big national teams. And some of them are one of the best in their positions. So I believe that uh, I expected, and I uh, and I think I mentioned that uh, in, our, in our in our podcast that I expect for Zaksa to to reach a tiebreak. I didn't expect to to uh, uh, to uh, to win overall, but uh, yeah, I believe that uh, there was some some underestimation of, of Zaksa. Uh, against Lube because be, maybe because Lube is is that uh, is that great and uh, good in principle, but uh, yeah, for me, uh, Zaksa playing against Zenit in the in the one semi final and in the second uh, semi final, Trento against Perugia, and for me, it's very hard to say who is going to to win in both matches because uh, yeah, very. Uh, in uh, in bookmaker style, I'd say that it's one two matches. I'm not not sure at all. It's very hard to predict. Uh, let's say that when you have a Italian club versus a, any other Europe team in the in the the Champions League, uh, the bets uh, is going to highly go to the Italian team because of the highest uh, possible level that you can find in Europe in terms of the domestic league. Uh, I believe also that Lube underestimated a little bit, especially in the first game to this uh, team of Saxa. And uh, we don't forget that in the first game, Satorski defend like hell all the all the shots that was coming from the from the position three, two, four. And the pipes uh, make a little bit frustrated to the players of Lube. Uh, Juan Torena was uh, was uh, looking uh, bad to everyone, as usual, and that, that things I believe got uh, even worse when they lose in the locker room because did this uh, end with the sack of the the Georgie. So yeah, uh, man, I don't know. I think that Saxa has uh, a, a good chance, especially because this thing of Senit Kazan has been a struggle in the Russian championship uh, during the season with the bad performance of uh, Erwin and the unpredictable uh, game of Bednorz, uh, which is a player that has been uh, suffered with injuries and such. 
and they have a really good chance to to reach the final. But I don't think, and this is will be the first time that a Polish team win the championship, the Champions League, if they uh, make it to the finals and win over Trentino or Perugia. But either either in anyway, uh, resuming this uh, idea that I have, Trentino and Perugia, if for me, is the final of this champion of this Champions League, and we will uh, watch and enjoy those two games. I I will. Uh, uh, Spet that Trentino made a good resistance because it's not a, it's, it, it is not about Perugia. It's about Trento that has to uh, show show us uh, something more than we 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 have been seeing during the regular season of the Serie A. So uh, for me, I think it's the now or never for Trento, and I think Wilfredo Leon will want to win. Uh, his fifth Champions League now that Lubet is out of the equation. So let's see what what team can can deliver in the end. I don't know, Nicola, you seem a little bit serious. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> uh, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, to beat Perugia, uh, Trento don't just need to try to limit Leon and his serve, but they have to to reach the next level, uh, as we could say now. Uh, the leap that, as you said, everyone is expecting from them uh, as a team. And Abdelaziz has just to redeem itself after the terrible performance in the, in, the, in the Coppa Italia semifinals. But personally, I don't think that we should rely too much on that game uh, to make a prediction. As I told you in the, in the podcast, it was probably, without probably, it was the worst game ever for Trento under Lorenzetti, so, where nothing worked out at the end. So I don't think that we will see that match once again uh, in the semifinals, in the two-leg semifinals. On the other side, yeah, Zenit maybe is not a Zenit we, we're used to see in the past years, but... I wouldn't call them out because there are players like Butko, Volvic, Mikhailov that have played so many games like that, so many meaningful games like a semi-final or a final that they know exactly what it takes to go to, through the final and eventually winning the, 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 the Champions League. About Zaksa, I've like a remark that I think uh, uh, Andrea Zorzi made on uh, the Italian television. I think it was him. It said, it's a Polish team that defends like a French team. Uh, <laughs> they defend a lot on basically every ball with every player. And that uh, meant a lot, especially in the first leg. But also, on as Ronnie said, when you see the other team that keeps... Uh, taking the ball alive after spike, after spike, after spike, uh, you also could uh, could be demoralized. So yeah, yeah. I, I give any every team twenty five percent to win <laughs> to, to win the cup. I'm not so sure that the winner of Trent and Perugia will be the favorite in a final because it's a one way game and just a, a single match. But the funny thing is that if Perugia uh, will go to the final. They basically have played the entire Champions League uh, in Italy, except for the two games they played in uh, in uh, Tour against Lube and Tour, because then they played the let's call the the away the home games 
uh, in the group in Perugia. They, they play in Perugia. They play in Italy in Modena. They play the semifinal in Italy against Trento, and the final is in Italy in Verona. <laughs> so they basically <laughs> it looked like more an Italian cup than a Champions League yeah. to them. And uh, if they go to the final, don't forget that they've beaten Modena, they've beaten Lube, and they've beaten Trento. So they are the best team in Italy if they go to the final, in my opinion, even if they will not win the Champions League at the end or they will not win the, the, the Scudetto. Yeah, talking about defending once, uh, Lubo Ganev said, I believe that he doesn't have a problem with, with, being, uh, with making an error in attack. He doesn't make that problematic the fact that he he's being blocked, but he's getting demoralized. He was getting demoralized by the fact that he uh, his spike was uh, defended because he said something like, I know, I knew that I made everything like I should, like I should do, but it did not work out because yeah, just the the opponent the opponent was there so so i believe that that was and that was exactly the reason why i said that for me now we have grebenikov and just after him is is Atorsky. uh let's end uh, with with the quarterfinals results in the women's uh, champions league uh, with novara winning two times against fenerbahce Corneliano, uh, Imok Voli Corneliano winning two times against uh, Savino Delbenes Kandici, Vakov Bank winning two, uh, two times zero, uh, two, two times three to zero uh, against Chemit Police, and uh, Bustor City winning uh, two times against Ejasha uh, Basha from Turkey. So uh, no golden sets here, three Italian teams. In the semifinals, Novara, Imokovoli, Corneliano in the first semifinal, and uh, Busto Arsizio, Vakov Bank in the second semifinal. Let's say that the semifinals, both me, a men and women, will be played on 17th and 20, uh, uh, 23rd or 24th of March. The uh, final will be at Verona. And the final, and the final will be in, in uh, Verona on the 1st of May. We still no, don't have the info if they're gonna let people get in the no. Well, I don't uh, think so. Likely that the yeah. crowd could could go in even a small one. It, it it's very unlikely. It was expecting because Italy is one of the uh, top countries with COVID, along exactly. with outside with France and Spain and Germany. So yeah, and. Well, about the woman, it is, it is more easy to say who is going to uh, fight for the title, Conegliano and Bank. It is, it is more uh, uh, boring to watch because you know that those two teams are uh, built to, to take it all. And today, Bakif won the Turkish Cup uh, 3-0, like it was nothing. And Conegliano, come on. These uh, girls uh, never lose a point during the the regular season of the Italian Championship. So, th- uh, seventy four points. So uh, three three zero and three and three one only. And I mean, uh, it is uh, 
the in previous season we we could see maybe th three teams uh, or four teams, but now it, it is like Cold War. Bakif Bank from Turkey and Conegliano from 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 Italy. Yeah, there at is least... no need to comment on this because uh, uh, for for the Italian sake uh, they want to Conegliano win for the Turkish one. Uh, they want Bakif uh, to win. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, at least the final will be interesting between Conegliano and Bakif Bank. Uh, I believe that this is everything for for now the next podcast i believe we could do it after uh the quarterfinals quarter in yeah, italy yeah. and the semi-finals in the in the champions league that that means after the 24th of march again thank yeah. you for uh, thank you for joining uh, ronnie and nicola thanks to all the listeners or uh, listeners for in this case for uh, listening to our podcast today and uh, if you like our content you can subscribe to Volleyball Explained so, uh, listen to our podcast in Spotify and the other platforms uh, uh, subscribe and follow Cuban Spike in YouTube and Facebook and uh, be a follower of Pilole Divoli of Nicoa uh, in Facebook and Twitter thank you and uh, hear you also next time. Bye-bye.